yo, you want that raw, tough love where nobody gives a fuck about how you feel? <laughs> that nearest truth without error, because nobody is truly right in this world. You gotta listen to K and K Real Talk. Yeah, we're gonna give you all of the information you need to know about your dancing. K Real Talk. Check us out. Listen to us. But most importantly, do your own research. Hey, real talk. Don't trust nothing we tell you or anybody else. Do your own research. Find your truth. Real talk. Walk that journey with us. We're here to serve you. Baraka Real talk. And it's hard to try and communicate with folks who don't want to who don't want to be teachable because of pride and ego. Um, disgusting. Pride and ego is a big problem um, when it comes to parenting. The pride and the ego should be out the door. Tell me what I'm if you see me messing up, tell me. Don't have me walk around with a bugger in my on my in my nose. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know. You know, even if I fight you for it, that's the love component, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't have to be a what you call it, um, a constant um badgering situation. Like if I don't get it, that's one thing. But to never have said anything, mm-hmm. that is the problem. Yeah, you got so you gonna have me out here looking crazy. <laughs> that's no. that's love. That's not love. <laughs> no, not at all. Sisters keepers, brother keepers. So, hey y'all, here you are listening to K and K Real Talk. We are back in effect, ready to deconstruct the book. The Developmental Psychology of the Black Child by Dr. Amos N. Wilson. If you have not gotten the book, please pick it up. It is a great, great read. This is our third book we're um, deconstructing, excuse me, if this is your first time listening to us. And we encourage you to purchase the book and not only use our recordings as a source of information in regards to this most important topic, developing our babies. Mm-hmm. Our Honey, children. we had chapter seven. If y'all ain't got the book by now, shame on you, those of us, those of y'all who've been listening <laughs> since chapter one, okay? Matter of fact, those of y'all who've been listening since the second book, because we even told y'all what the third book was going to be. Yes. And getting the book doesn't mean that, oh, I have to start reading it. Because growth comes in different forms and at different times. Just having the book in your arsenal of library, within your library in itself, is just powerful. Your baby is going to see a brown image on the cover of a book, wherever they are in life, whether they're in grade school, middle school, high school, or even in college and so on. If you never pick up the book, by the fact that book being in that house, somebody in your village will. 
Mm-hmm. So that's just bringing in positive, positive information within the community. So definitely invest in yourself. Again, it's a great read because as we're learning and reading and being so intentional about our existence in this world, underneath this oppressive system that we live in, as victims of white supremacy, racism, we notice that we have to be way more intentional in how we raise our babies if we want the desired results. Mm. Oftentimes, we just raise them, feed, clothes, shelter them. Oh, I try. No, it's no I try. I do for my child. Mm-hmm. And that energy of doing for your children, it shows up in their behavior. For example, if you want your children to be well-read, guess what you have to do? Read. If you want your children to... um aspire or not even aspire for your children to work you have to work (laughs) and and teach them skills you know while you're working like bring them alongside you yes show them something you know show them something that you do teach them a valuable skill Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because children do less of what you say and more of what you do honey ain't that about the truth if you sitting down on the couch and you talking about what you want them to do, that's not going to work. Versus you outside every morning routine. You wake up in the morning, you work out. Then you doing your arts and craft or you doing your, your business. And then you're, you're out and about and you're networking. And they're with you. They're on these campaign runs. They're doing these errands with you. That's building within them a blueprint of how they're going to exercise their own creativity and strengths and abilities. But they're not going to have a blueprint if they never seen it or never saw it in fruition. That is a big, big problem within our, um, we notice that is a big problem within our social dynamic as a family structure. We have these high expectations and no one's modeling the behavior. Mm-mm. So model the behavior of what you want to see within your children. Even if you're not at your prime stage of it, your children will (laughs) follow suit just based on the expectation. Mm -hmm. So as a reminder, we are on chapter seven, like Sister Kahawia said. And that chapter is about language and communication. Language, capacity, behavior, black dialect, and linguistic conflicts. Hence, this chapter is all studies (laughs) that Dr. Amos Wilson combined to explain to us why why it is important for us to feel comfortable in expressing our dialect of what we call Ebonics, which he calls Black English. And you know what? I will say this chapter was right on time just for me and my personal life because I had a little bit of debate with some of my loved ones. Mm. And, um, you know, because the topic was along the lines of how in the school system, I guess, that the admin are, like, offering... I don't know, like, if they're gearing up classes for the teachers to learn about um ebonics or Hmm. so i'm not sure if the conversation was that the workshops are being um offered or provided for the teachers to learn this and implement this into their teaching curriculum 
or if it's just like, you know, something just, hey, this is something that exists within our students, let's embrace it or whatever the case. Now, the argument has been made that, no, they shouldn't be taught to speak like this in the um um, in the classroom or anywhere else because it keeps them in a space of of almost, you know, like crippling them. Because if you're telling the student that they don't need to learn to speak um, the way that they should be speaking, that, you know, speaking in Ebonics is just, if it's comfortable, keep it. And, you know, you don't, you don't need to know anything else. It, um, it perpetuates um, further gatekeeping, right? So mm -hmm. there is that argument. So my point was, you know, sure, I don't agree that it needs to be taught in school because for one, who the hell is the teachers? The white folks? How are you going to teach me my language? <laughs> you can't teach me nothing. <laughs> like You can teach me your shit, but you can't teach me my shit. And exactly. I don't feel like you should be taught my shit either. Like, this is my shit. Like, this is not Ultra for you. Ultra. Right. Like, so it's like, so I definitely um, agree that, yes, it should certainly stay outside of the school system. However, what we not going to do is act like this is not a language, <laughs> you exactly. know, and some of my loved ones was like, well, it's not an official language. And I'm like, according to who? Yeah. Who the fuck makes it official? Who who are you looking for to tell you that it's official for you to be like, oh, yeah, this is official. Mind you. We we speak it and we live in one state. You go talk to black folks all the way across the country in Portland somewhere. They we can communicate with each other underneath our dialect. So yeah. is that not official? Exactly. And we're looking for white approval for it to be official. Highly I agree with you. The debate. But when I was reading this chapter, I sent off four pages <laughs> i was like let's set what you not go to <laughs> exactly but and this is why yeah. we appreciate dr amos wilson for the work that he's done because he explains in great detail and with heavy study and research that it in fact is a language is a dialect of english so as there are different dialects and other languages it is a dialect within english the only difference is that there is a huge propaganda against anything that is black. It's just automatically considered inferior. Right. And, and you know, it's because that was one of the arguments that I brought up. I'm like, okay, so you're saying that Ebonics is not, you know, like an official language, but let's look at Creole. Like Creole is broken French, but it's widely spoken in Haiti. Exactly. And you don't question Creole. Why are you over here questioning our native tongue? Yeah. And, and and what's so sad about it is that wherever you are within the on this planet, underneath the global system of white supremacy, racism, whatever your native tongue is, because the system that is in charge, powerful and in control, they don't use the language, the dialects that we're discussing. So, of course, they're in and they don't to control either in a moral civilized way they're going to demoralize mm -hmm. the language that you do have because it is not the um, popular use within the power structure that is so it's understandable like you know if, if i'm if i'm the former king and i have a language and i've been beat up and downtrodden and the current king 
wants nothing to do with me, of course, anything that comes from me, he's going to demoralize and minimize into an inferior state. That's expected. And we have to understand that when we encounter people who try to make us feel bad about our native tongue. Yes, listeners, if you are out here and you feel uncomfortable speaking your native tongue, that you speak with your family, your friends, your peer group, it is time for you to put that shame away, discard it 100%, because there is nothing wrong with your native tongue. Of course, the powers that be is going to make you feel inferior in speaking your language because they are, in fact, insecure with the language that you're speaking because it's not of them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we know that the powers that is the 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 oppressors that operate and control and constantly refine the system of white supremacy racism and shit the language that they speak the so-called english is not even of them no most of english is root is rooted in german is rooted in dutch is rooted in french is rooted in latin it's considered a bastard language in itself because it's a mixture of so many things and it, you know, how how is it that we got to a point where we're feeling uncomfortable in expression? Like, they have all of these new movements far as, like, the Justin Bieber song. What's it, what is it called? Peaches? I thought it was a black dude that was singing that song. I get my peaches out in Georgia. Yes. The new Asian phenomenon. That's when I heard that was him, I was like, what the hell is going yeah. on? But you know what? More so, why why in why in this year, why in all of the things after all of the things that didn't happen, why why as a community are we still so damn accepting of the culture vulture attitude? And this is why if we and I this, exactly. because if we didn't support his fucking song. It would flop. Yeah. I mean, and that's a, but I love that you said that because it also makes me wonder, along with the other group, BTS, the Southern Korean boy band, 100% jacking Black American culture. So these culture vultures that exist, you see them, you accept them, like Sister Kahawi had mentioned. While we do that, a whole study that needs to be done. Something we definitely probably will touch on on later podcasts. But I want to have you think about something else. In this same knowledge that you know that people bite, imitate, and try to be you, or whatever style that is accepted within the genre of hip-hop culture, Black American culture, why is it that when you speak your language and somebody say, why are you talking like that, you feel shameful? Mm. That's you feel definitely. bad about speaking something that belongs to you. Mm-hmm. It's your dialect. Now, the issue becomes, and this is what the uh, the show is not going to be as long as our normal shows because Dr. Amos Wilson chapter is filled with so much research that we would do a disservice in explaining it into its entirety because it's that much packed. And I- this ain't no damn read-along. Yeah, you gotta do your own research but the the main point of reference that he's trying to remind us is that 
no one the information is out there dr amos wilson has done the research for us he has proven time and time again that ebonics is a language is a dialect of english it is informal standard english however because we live under a system of white supremacy racism and they speak standard english we have to teach our children to be bilingual Mm-hmm. Keep your sense of pride within self to teach your children to speak and feel comfortable their native tongue, but they also need to learn and be trained to speak in standard English to speak standard English when this um setting provides for them to do so, such as school, business, or anything that involves them climbing up certain ladders to bring it back into the community that is important Mm -hmm. the shame factor we need to remove they shamed us on our hair weaves they shamed us on our beauty skin bleaching they shame us on our our language all of this stuff they constantly shame us and then we counteract with you know trying to we just respond in a way where it's like all right i want to further assimilate and adapt into their culture so i'm going to change who i am when a sister speaks to me like she's on a job interview when we're kicking it at the park or at a party i'm looking at her like girl what's wrong with you honey what is wrong with you (laughs) not you too because that's my language Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and dr amos wilson he breaks down like standard and informal which is something that I feel when you mentioned, um, Sister Kahawia, that this is becoming a study in the school system. And, you know, I'm not a fan of the oppressive school system because mm-hmm. p- cultures who really identify that they have been oppressed and mistreated within a society, they teach themselves mm-hmm. about themselves for themselves. So I don't agree with the public standard education system that's supposed to teach our babies anything. But the whole idea of teaching them informal standard English, it has to be taught to them in a way that is helping them further understand formal standard English because we don't have issues in expression in formal language, excuse mm-hmm. me, informal English. That's we don't even need that for business, right? That's so, what- as you're teaching them, you know, that's where the teachings of code switching come in too. Because you have to teach them, okay, when you're here, you know, like when we home, we home. This is how we communicate. But when we go out into the world, you know, we have to straighten up a little bit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, we got to... Um, and not I'm, even straighten up a little right, bit. Right, because I don't even like the term straighten up because I ain't crooked, damn <laughs> <laughs> but but know your audience know your audience know your audience and you don't have to be that because one thing that I don't do is that when I encounter somebody white and they're trying to speak my native tongue to me oh hey girl how are you doing is mm-hmm. my response because you're not a part of my tribe true I don't play I that game with them yeah so you know and that's something that has to be taught to our children as well you don't have to because I feel like you're demeaning me because you don't know the language. Right. You're mocking but, me. You're mocking but me. Damn and, so. you're not, and I don't feel that you're sincere. And historically, you haven't been sin- sincere to my kind. So I'm valid to feel that way. 
And we have to find ourselves in positions more when we're honest to say and be comfortable in acknowledging when we are in- uncomfortable among whites. You know, let them know. Like, I, you're making me feel very uncomfortable. I'm afraid of you. And that'll get their eyebrows alarmed. Really, me? Yes, you. Because even though you try to make the world convinced through media that the black man is the most evilest person on this earth doing all of the killings and the robbing, it is in fact you. We all know it to be, but you control the information. And they also control the information when it comes to linguistics in ex- form of expression. They make those who created the language feel uncomfortable to use it, but throw buku money at the Drakes mm-hmm. and, the, and the Biebers and the BTS Korean bands that is mocking us furthermore by just jacking styles. None of this is original to them. But they get money for it, but we are ridiculed for it. We have to understand why that is and and remove the shame, but learn how to operate in cold. And this is why, since I said our next book got to be nearly full of about cold, because (laughs) as we are learning, we're realizing that we have to be so intentional about every single thing that we do. Going back to the chapters with chapter seven. there is a few references point of views that dr amos wilson wants us to be very mindful of in regards to linguistics during the children ages from birth to about two years old that whole process of how they're learning language is so important you must read to your babies Mm -hmm. if you don't find yourself reading to them actual books speak to them in complete sentences yeah Talk to them as if they are a regular person. Is we always do the Google, you know, oh my baby, oh my nook nook, or whatever. That's cute for t- for certain times, but speak to them. If he's crying, why are you crying so much? I need you to stop crying and let mommy take care of what she needs to take care of. Speak to them in clear, complete sentences because then eventually, when they get out of the babble stage and the utterance stage of just you know, trying to say a word and then they put two words together, then sentences, they'll be able to navigate that language pattern because you gave them the blueprint again. Yeah, and they also learn tone and pitch because if you always talking to them in the heightened pitch, like, how you doing, baby? Oh, I know you're feeling good. You hungry? You know, just like, they learn pitch, Mm -hmm. they learn tone, and they know they learn how to then use that tone to communicate to you. They know, they learn how to hear your tone and really like sense your vibration as far as your mood, whatever mood you're in, you know? So they, all of those things matter. All of those things matter. And again, with the, with the language that we're speaking back to the so-called, you know, um, cause Dr. Amos Wilson, he never even referred to, our language as Ebonics. He always say, you know, black dialect or informal um, standard English. Exactly. There is another undertone that needs to be expressed and understood um, by us, which is that the language that we speak, remember that is our true ancestral um, hold that we have far as what, how we even got the language in the first place. Because remember, we are involuntarily, we were the involuntary immigrants. We didn't ask to come here. 
Mm-hmm. They made us come here, <laughs> and we weren't in, enforced for us and made us be stay here unemployed. We didn't the the years spent on this on this land when we were forced to work and to speak English. We recreated the English language for it to meet our expression. So, you know that again goes and, back ain't to that, that pride. shit when you think about it. So they wouldn't teach us how to read. <laughs> so they didn't want us to know how to read in their fucking language. They also killed us for, you know, for speaking our own language. Mm-hmm. Like, n- not even, you know, um, informal um, fucking English, but, you know, just speaking whatever our native tongue was when they fucking stole us and brought us over here as hostages. So we couldn't speak our native tongue. No. And we couldn't read your shit. Because we, we were still killed, had to somehow learn your language. Yeah, and then we created this informal standard English, a black dialect. Yeah, because the English don't make no fucking sense. Like yeah. they be saying, y'all mm-hmm. got too many verbs, too many verbs together, too many of this together. It just sometimes the shit just don't make sense, and it's exactly. so much quicker for me to get my point across to say less words. Exactly. So we go from not being allowed to speak, you know, forced to speak it, but not read it. Mm-hmm. Now that after slavery has been abolished, now it's to the point of, okay, now you're forced to learn it. But Dr. Amos Wilson reminds us that, yo, in the beginning, there were some of us who worked in the house. We were forced to speak standard formal English because that was the... Um, clientele we were dealing with, with well, not clientele we weren't getting paid but the our, the the oppressors and our um slave capturers they enforced us to speak their language but the field hands did not they spoke mm-hmm. the black dialect more so than standard formal english because that wasn't required of them so we had a huge separation within us then and even so now you have those who have the opportunity to you know, learn standard English, become very well versed in it, and then look down at someone who speaks the um, informal standard English. That is ridiculous. Remove the shame. We should not look at each other as if we're better than because we learned the oppressor's language better or we use it better. No, that's insane. All of this was forced on us. We don't have no celebratory reason when it comes to this English language, it should it should just be understood and overstood that regardless of where you are with the language, if you want to do well in this world and you're deciding that you want to practice it to do better, standard English, that is perfectly fine. But don't make that your standard that your standard of choice of language at home. Now you tell your babies when they say, I don't want to go to the store. Oh, don't talk like that. They're home. Mm-hmm. It's okay for them to say I don't want to because that's their if they dialect. can be themselves at home. Where you, where you are gonna allow them to be themselves? Yeah, and then they're gonna interact with their peer group, and their peer group doesn't say I want to go to the store, mom. They don't talk like that. Mm-hmm. So you force them to speak a language at home that's different from their peer group. Now they become ostracized in a way where now, you know, our babies, unfortunately, they're not trained. So you talking white, which is true. You are speaking standard formal English at home. Why? We're not at work. 
Mm-hmm. So know your audience. It is okay. I tell teach my baby. It is totally okay to express your way yourself in however way you want to at home. But right, it's so different, you know, from um from many um um Hispanic cultures. Yeah, Look, they parents speak Spanish, and they be, listen speak that English in school. But when you in here, you talk to me and speak the same way yeah. I speak to you. Like it's the same concept. We are. We're just the only people where these practices, you know, that are common are super fucking scrutinized when it comes to us. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they and we're constantly insulted. Mm-hmm. Just having black skin, you're insulted. Just having the skin. You're, yeah. it, 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 we are constantly told that we are inferior and less than. But the, the beauty of it all is that if I am so inferior, why do you make studies out of me? <laughs> why is there, you know, Egyptology? There's no Russianology, Americanology. Why are you constantly studying my kind? Why is there an a- how to market to African Americans? Why is it that we are such the focal point? We get all of the news media attention mm-hmm. when it comes to us doing bad. They throw money money at us when we do all the things wrong but when we do all the things right like dr amos wilson in this work which is healing because i don't want to see another slave movie i don't want to see another media um news article about somebody getting maimed or hurt or tortured there has to be much more positive information out there about me but that's never shown to me so it's our due diligence that's going to remind us of how great we are and how much of a mighty people we are versus allowing the media to orchestrate who we are because they're only going to show us the negative parts of us Mm -hmm. and um, thus Dr. Amos Wilson is reminding us that in order for us to ensure that our babies are able to perform academically at their highest potential they need to also be aware of the difference of their language compared to standard english so even going to the point of reference of you sitting your baby down and saying hey standard english is he is going our language he going or he been he about to he about to he been (laughs) exactly we your children must know this is okay to speak this way and if anybody try to make you feel uncomfortable to do so regardless of who they are whether they are part of the tribe or not you are equipped with the information to know your your ignorance is showing because i know that informal standard english which is ebonics or black dialect is a language Mm -hmm. so our babies have to be taught this how how much more of a better experience i would have had in english class when I was having difficulty learning standard English versus feeling like I was inferior and just couldn't get it. You know, I'm just not smart enough. No, it has nothing to do with inferiority. It's just what we're exposed to. So we have to become more bilingual. Um, Dr. Amos Wilson, he constantly, I'm telling you, it's so important, listeners, make sure you pick up the book because he shares so much studies as to how they... Um, use control groups to see how when you put whites in a room and only speak informal language to them how they fail (laughs) the subject he was like listen like you don't know 
this um, black English, you have a deficiency too. You are just <laughs> as deficient as the black child that does not, you know, mm-hmm. fully understand and fully speak that um, standard English, you know, that white English, mm-hmm. which he also does put it in, um, in parentheses as standard white English. So you can't say that the black child um, is deficient in language because they don't speak white English and not recognize that you, the white child, is also um, deficient because you don't understand the black English. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So our babies, essentially, they have to learn, not only learn how to decode, but they also have to know how to translate. So, for example, when our babies are encountering someone that's making them feel um, negative, they have they receive a negative feeling from the person that's receiving them that when they speak their language, they have to understand that, okay, this is supposed to happen. This is what happens underneath the system of racism and white supremacy. So I need to translate for them. Mm-hmm. I thought I was able to say, I'm about to go to the store. When they respond to me that way, if it's a setting where I'm in school and that's where they practice standard formal English, then I know I have to translate and say, I'm I'm going, I'm going to the store. Mm-hmm. You know, our babies have to know how to decode and when to translate and when to continue to feel comfortable to express themselves as is. Because if I'm at the playground and I'm playing, like I remember in my 30s at work, we were having a lesson um, on safety and I was sitting in the class and the, the, they broke us into groups. And I remember I was sitting in a group with a black man and it was like two other white brothers that was a part of the group. And we had to discuss the topic at hand. And while they were discussing it, everyone knew that the class was pointless. It was like reiterates of things we already knew. No one wanted to be there. It was work that we were forced to do that we weren't getting paid for. So everyone was just tired and annoyed. So mm-hmm. while they're processing the information in our while we are processing the information in our small group, I sat back and I said, this is corny. And one of the white guys approached me and, was, and said, you know, why are you talking like that? And, and I was like, um, because I can, you're not my superior. I don't have to speak standard English to you. Mm. But luckily I was equipped with this information to not feel ashamed. When yeah. he first said, why are you talking like that? I noticed the brother that was in the group with within our group flinch. Mm. Like like he felt like a, a pin a sting, you know, a sting on it. But when I responded the way I did, he like inhaled again, like ah, <laughs> I'm still a man. <laughs> so is you know, even if it's so powerful knowing who you are, because as you walk your path, you teach others to identify who they are. That's why mm-hmm. we don't have to be outside with with signs and marching and all of that. That's both that's that that's of the past. We know we saw where it got our our um our mate um our ancestors we see how what they do to the Martin Luther Kings and the Malcolm X's and the Marcus Garvey and anybody else that put their name out there and start marching and building a gathering. You see how they do us. Mm-hmm. That's not the wave. Why practice that again? No. Change your family. Change your 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 immediate family, the people you live with in your home. 
And as you change, you're going to plant seeds around you mm-hmm. and, and, and nourish those seeds with positive information. And they'll blossom when it's time to. That's all that we can do. All the other extras is just a, a recipe for disaster because what Yashkara say, your hands are too short to box with Satan. This is his world. He ain't going to let you just show up and do what you want. So it's a respect thing too. I mean, you you trust in your spirit and your ancestral path that they're, you're protected, right? I mean, right. I, I I mean you can like do that. what you want, but he damn sure not going to let you do what you want, you know, as and it influences the masses. Exactly. Exactly. He's going to intervene and, and, and interject. And then that's when you have to decide whether you're going to stay in the ring or leave. And those who st- stayed in the ring typically don't have a, you know, a desired ending. So we need to be mindful of that as we do the research and as we decide to take on certain plights and paths, understand your lane. Should I cause the problem? Why am I taking the personal responsibility to fix it for everybody? Mm-hmm. I gotta fix it for my. I gotta fix it within my realm. Listen, <laughs> because that martyr mentality, that gotta go. Yeah, and now the billionaires, those are the people. So when we start seeing these people who are influential, are in these positions, instead of just waving at them and saying, "Oh, I like your shoes," or "I like your belt," you can request for them. Can you make sure I have clean water in my community? True, honey. Can you can you ensure that you know my vote matters to a point where they just built a YMCA in our community and they built an Olympic sized pool that's only four feet deep? Hmm. How how are the children and the adults gonna learn how to swim? They who does that? So they they put the they put the facility in the community right across the street from a um what they call projects and so it looks like they're doing the part but four feet deep pool you know Mm. this is what they constantly do to us so those are um these are the changes that we need to make to have or focus on i'm gonna we need to take a quick um break because my daughter is doing sign language so let me know she needs my attention (laughs) honey because my baby trilingual up in here You know the vibes, yeah Look at my eyes, yeah I love it, they hate me They try to negate me But low at his prime, yeah You cannot deny, nah There's not many like him, nah See, I get the bag And I double the double Like four at a time, yeah Never talk about it, be about it Triple up on all the profits, nigga Reinvest into a black business Ain't got time to second drive with you Innovation at its finest, though but they will never get the vine picture trying to surf the wave and never grind with you Never grip the grains so they can ride with you Let me surf my surf Ballin' ballin' for that triple-double Noble, 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 noble Shorty, batty, body, batty, cracker Tear the blocker with that blinky blocker Show them how to flip a stack on it Roll it, roll it, roll it, racks on it They spend that money on foolery What you do? I double up on the up on the bag I just, just came up on the five I just, just came up on the five I just came up on the
what you making Ch- Chances what you taking Life is what you making Chances what you taking I said just live life like, like you Like you dancing in the mirror I said just live life like, like you Like you dancing in the mirror Nobody is watching So it's round and round you go Nobody is watching So it's round and round you go You go, you go Just turn it What you do? Too much focus on the better to myself. I must stay true. Too much traffic in my brain. I keep myself preoccupied. Life is love, pride is evil. Guess we all do sin sometimes. Why we do it? I don't know. Why the sunshine? Why the moon glow? Why the world be turning slow? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know all the answers. I don't know the reasons why. But I'm giving all these moments so you, you know I fly. Figure out where I belong I love the nights Cause they cruise real slow Moonlight Got me everywhere I choose to go Black smoke Like I got a cape on Trying to figure out Where I belong I said just survive Like you, like you dancing in the mirror I said just survive Like you, like you dancing in the mirror Nobody is watching, so it's round and round you go. Nobody is watching, so it's round and round you go, you go, you go. I follow about the map, but like the trap, I keep on going. I gotta keep it pushing, resilience in me. I know this, blood thicker than the water. You hear me? I cannot breathe. Build them fences like them cages, but there ain't no stopping me. And we is back. And we're going to continue on finishing out chapter seven. Yes, yes, yes. So, again. Oh, I don't know what page we was going to go to. But did you catch the shade? <laughs> you, oh, you didn't read the whole chapter? I did. I did too. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about just um, 
like how you narrate. Did you catch the shade on page 190? <laughs> oh, actually, I'm on 189. So the only thing I was going to say in 189 before, because I did not catch the shade, and I'm going to just let you share the shade and see if I caught it. <laughs> Be honest. But I was going to mention two points that Dr. Amos Wilson mentioned is the elaborated code and the restricted code. Mm-hmm. Back to what exposure is for our babies. So, again... If most of us, and I know my people who are in this restricted mentality, we do the same thing. You go to work, you come home, you chill, look at TV, may go to the local park, may go to the local family member's house, and that is your world. Not conducive for a child that you want to, when you say your baby is, have the ability to be a doctor or some or, or some type of, you know, scientist or mathematician, they need more exposure. Mm-hmm. So break out of habit. It's important to go on trips. A trip doesn't have to be out of the country if you can't afford it. Take them to a museum. Take them into different environments. Equip them with the information about themselves. It's even good. I like to go to certain areas where it's 100% white folk. And I walk around wearing my Afro So Fly clothing or my Yes Lioness clothing. And I check to see if how much of the slaves still live in me. Am okay. I, am I, when someone approached me, do I automatically speak? I had to, I, I, I learned from um, Sister Sherazad Ali when, for example, I was sitting on the train. Heading into um into Midtown, and I decided to um I was reading on the train, and this woman sat next to me and started asking me a whole bunch of questions. Mind you, I'm reading a book. Mm. Who does that? No, excuse me. No, you know, may I ask you a question? Just start asking me questions. So after she asked a few questions, she said, and I didn't respond. She said, "You don't hear me." And my response to Ooh, her was. Dang. I'm not an information booth. Mm. And I went back to reading. Those are good words because I don't think I'd have had them words. I got those good words from Sister Shavazad Ali. Listen to our ancestors. Well, Sister Shavazad is still present. So listen to our elders. Listen to our ancestors on YouTube. They're still on there for now because you know they're censoring crazy online. So you want to start, have to start downloading this information. Um, shows that you really like that are impactful, download them because they are sent. They are trying to figure out how to censor the the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a word of advice on that. But um, I got that a lot from her. I like it because it's quick. <laughs> it is. It, it and you know it removes the um, the conversation of having to explain myself because I don't know you, right? And I'm not the information booth. And how dare you know what else to it removes the context of confrontation because you're speaking in fact, like, you know, like matter of factly, I'm not the information boo. Exactly. And I'm, (laughs) and I look forward to us doing more shows, giving you direct tools, conversational tools and behavior patterns to protect your sanity as a black woman, man, or child. Mm-hmm. because it is so important that we do that. For example, I tend to notice that white couples or just white people in general are very comfortable approaching a black woman and child um, in, in, in trying to touch the child. 
or 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 come into the personal space of a child because of again historically they lived so close to us and in the relationship with us was we were their property essentially Mm -hmm. so you know even though that is not the direct relationship today is still a behavior pattern that they have because who no victim of white supremacy racism go up to a white family and start touching their children and asking questions and you know what that's we leave them a bottle for them too because listen these white folks in this day and age love to say oh well you know I'm not my ancestors. I didn't do it to you. I didn't do it to you. But you're doing, you're it, doing now. it to me. You are. Because why you feel comfortable to touch me? On a plane with my daughter, the flight attendant almost touched my daughter's hair. She didn't because power was moving so fast, but she reached out to touch her and was like, oh my God, how was her hair? How did you do her hair that way? She was like, how did you put something in it to make it kinky? I said, no, I hear kinks up like that. And we kept it pushing. But I was so upset that I didn't have another tagline. Like, I am not the information booth <laughs> ready to use in those moments. And you can tell sisters are upset about this because there's dozens of books mm-hmm. of women expressing their um, dissatisfaction with white women and men having wanting to have a conversation about hair. The very hair that you made me feel uncomfortable to even show, which naturally grows out of my scalp. But now I have to, you automatically just approach me and ask me about it. I don't feel comfortable explaining that to you. And why should I have to? And why do you feel comfortable to just cross my boundary and and touch me? Honey, and while Google is out here still being fucking free, and since you're studying that fucking thing, study that. that. (laughs) And study it without goddamn approaching me or now now none of the other one of my sisters on this damn planet. How about that? So we need we need a, a tagline, and I'm still developing one as the information booth that I copied from on um, Doctor Shadow. Google is still free. You see, yes. We we need cold words. We need cold words. So back to the topic at hand on 189. So Sister Kahawia can tell me if I caught the shade or not elaborated codes are needed for our babies so constantly put them in different environments allow them to experience different things take them to the park walk with them talk to them don't always just put them in front of a tv engage them ask them questions about what they're you know um when you if you have other children have that baby sit there and listen to you going over the homework or studying with your babies. Be intentional with your children. Talk to your children because we can talk at them all day, but actually conversing with their freely sharing their ideas and thoughts. Like right now, as I'm doing my podcast, my daughter is constantly walking into the room ready to engage me because that is our norm. And I'm pushing, wishing her away because I'm trying to get through what we have going on here. But I love those moments. I love that she wants to engage me. Not that she like, ma, uh, like I'm doing something. That's, that's, how am I going? I'm not an influencer in that, in that respect. So then if she decides to be a lesbian woman or decides to, you know, whore herself out on the street because the influencer that she accepted convinced her to do so, my voice is not going to be heard because she's not interested in it. Maybe because I didn't take the time to show an interest in her when she was interested in me. So those early ages, when those babies are constantly asking questions, don't look at it as a time to say, oh, 
I'm done. That's the restricted attitude. Elaborate. And see, I agree to an extent. So I do think, you know, that that time is beautiful. I also think that, you know, there's boundaries with all the things. Everything. So, you know, there's a time for this and there's a time when mommy is busy doing something else. That's the time for that. And then the time for entertaining and engagement, you know. Exactly. And that's my job because I know I told her, if you need me, come into the room. So she's constantly coming here feeling that I need mommy. I'm going to come into the room. I have to do better in my <laughs> in my in my training. I should have told her, do not come into this room unless it's absolutely necessary. You're hurt. You have to give children examples because the moment you give them an out, they're going to use that out. Yes, Next we five. need to establish needs. <laughs> <laughs> need and necessity exactly because she is taking it so she normally does not do this but it's over and beyond right now but yes please show this shade that i might have missed no so <laughs> i don't know if you missed it or not i just thought it was um it was comical because i definitely um enjoyed this chapter and i love when dr amos wilson pulls you know um people's information people's studies um and resource to you know strengthen his own study and belief but when he says for one thing um in terms of this Bernstein oh. <laughs> for one thing although his claims are often cited as if they were established facts honey I was yes. like hey yeah I love I that for it yeah because he's like he because Bernstein he made the fatal mistake as he said of not starting from the beginning huh like you just want to they don't never start from the beginning never start they from the never beginning. begin at the beginning so you don't want to discuss how i was even forced to speak this language in the first place huh? nope they just want to discuss how i'm not speaking it today <laughs> <laughs> that's some bullshit exactly exactly so you know and, it, and it's unfortunate because you know a lot of us get caught up in that illusion like oh you know because he don't know how to speak well then you know he he ain't smart mm-hmm. he's not smart you know i can't bring him around certain people because then they're going to look at him a certain way well where your loyalty stand mm-hmm. you know we, it, it, we really have to identify and just go back to identity because some of us ain't for us Mm-hmm. So if you disloyal or you haven't picked a side, people honestly, you have to pick a side. It's either you for your people if you're not. If you're not for your people, you stay over there. Yeah. If you for your people, then you are willing to do the work and you're not throwing shade at your own people because that's not being for them. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to confuse people and make them feel like that their performance and ability directly relates to their performance and competence a lot of times our our people are brilliant they just don't know how to um create it in a way or or transfer into standard formal society where it will be accepted Mm -hmm. but everybody else will profit from it you know just by taking it you know mimicking it and mastering it and then turning it into that formal way for example i think dr amos wilson talked about no not dr amos wilson um dr umar johnson discusses this the whole twerking factor black women twerking for years Mm -hmm. white women start twerking made a business out of it made a business 
you know, I, white folks a, giving lessons on how to twerk. They can't twerk. They they don't even have the tools to twerk. <laughs> well, but now they, they do. Out here now from you, mm-hmm. and we going we signing up for these classes. Signing up for it, girl, left and right. So yeah, I mean, and there's so much work that needs to be done. And the the great part of it is that it's is we can do it if we have more intent. If everyone imagine if everyone in your immediate family was just more intentful about what they can do and just started practicing that, how much of the workload is eased off of the one individual that see it. Right now it's like Sister Kahawi and myself, we're in a space of just trying to get people to see that how we be living incorrect. Mm-hmm. The things that we believe in. And correct is no. in quotations. Yeah. <laughs> we use the term I, correct loosely. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yes, I, I did catch um for to answer your question, I did catch the shade and, and he does that throughout his books. <laughs> that I know he it. does. I know. He quote them not to agree, but to use them as an example of how um, they contradict each other because he had them contradicting each each other on their own platform, and then he put his own stamp on it, yeah. which is dope. So, um, Doctor Amos Wilson he explains again that look, if we want our babies to be in a space where they're you know prepared and ready to function and compete within the standard formal English world that we have to prepare them because unfortunately the language that we speak within um, our home structure we're kind of a prisoner of our language if we speak it in formal settings because then all of the labels are going to be thrown at that child. They're not going to, their intelligence and ability is going to be overshadowed by the fact that they're not capable of being bilingual. So language is very important. We must teach our babies standard formal English, but then also ensure that they don't adapt and assimilate too much that they still recognize I will still hold on to my um, racial pride, which is that black dialect. If I say, yo, What's up with you? You're not going to turn around and say, I don't talk like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll be able to say, yo, what's up? What's good? And, and and feel comfortable in that world. But when you go to work, good morning. How are you? Mm-hmm. You know, you know how to go back and forth. So that is important. And that's what we have to teach our babies. And it's totally okay for that. And that was pretty much like the concrete... Um, just of the information that he was sharing with us is that yeah, this whole chapter was about do not ignore your true self. Yeah. Cut out that schizoid. Okay. Mm-hmm. Be bilingual all day. Yeah. And you have to teach your babies. They're not going to understand this. Right. Because the system as it be, mind you, to even with all this information that's out here about ourselves, you still have adult folk who are, you know, victims of white supremacy that feel very uncomfortable not speaking their native tongue. At all. you have adult folk who are victims of white supremacy who feel very uncomfortable speaking that native tongue. 
Yeah. They would rather cut their tongue out if they had to speak yeah. formally. Yeah. Cause those 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 homes that you spoke of, Sister Cahaba, as far as the Spanish homes where the parents say you have to speak the language. I'm meeting more and more Latin descent, those who, you know, you know that their parents speak English, but they themselves don't. Mm-hmm. They don't speak it, they don't write it, they kind of just discredit the language altogether because they're trying to what? Assimilate and adapt into the American culture and society. And it's no. Keep your ancestral language. And that's not even their ancestral language. That's a whole nother story. As we said on another episode, and I think we named it, Europeans are not the standard. No. Your black ass is your own damn standard for yourself and for your babies and for your culture. Exactly. So again, sisters and brothers, please check out the book. Because he has so much resources. After every chapter, there's a list of notes and materials and books that you can further dive into to identify how you want to, you know, insert your your um, style of teaching with your babies to prepare them for this thing called life. Because if you don't prepare them, they're going to essentially be susceptible to anything that's thrown their way and I know for a fact that the the things that my mom didn't teach me even with her great intent you know she she, the, the fact that she didn't sit down and teach me certain things I had to go through some type of trauma to learn it for myself so now that I'm a mom a new generation mom from my mom I don't want to have my daughter relive the same traumas I've done I know I'm not going to be 100% perfect she's still going to have her own experiences that some are not going to be favorable, but they shouldn't be the same unfavorable experiences that I did. It should always be a sense of improvement. So just be more intentional and centered and focused in the development of our babies. They're not going to develop just because you wish it to be that way or you want it to be that way. The practice is essentially needed. I'm constantly redefining and developing my routine and adjusting it based on the needs of my family, as should you. Mm -hmm. So we are at the end of chapter seven. Yes, 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 we are, girl. We are coming to the end of this book. Yeah, we are. It's still a lot more to go, though. (laughs) I'm just saying, because what, chapter eight? How many chapters in this book? I don't know. I never. I didn't. I never looked to the end like that. But now I am. Since you mentioned nine chapters, also chapter eight is long as hell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking it's a few more chapters. All of this pages in between my fingers. Yeah, chapter eight is long. We have to break that up. We're not gonna read the whole chapter as we did chapter seven. Hell no, we ain't. Nah, nah, nah. Chapter eight, fucking what? Page one ninety eight. The two hundred and thirty seven. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> That's not long as hell too. <laughs> Let us see. We breaking this in half or we breaking this in threes? <laughs> I think I know, right? Because it's so much information. Because the socialization process, which is chapter eight, um, I think we probably should do it in three only because that is essentially our meat and potatoes, right? Like we really want to know those specific gems of how to maneuver 
going more so into cold. Because now that we know how important a black woman is, how important a black man is, how important a black child is, now is how do we behave mm-hmm. and react to the negatives in this world and to the positives in this world while keeping boundaries for sanity. Mm-hmm. So the socialization process is... We, we we probably should break it into threes. I agree. So what, 198 to 210? Or um, right before fatherless in the black child? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Fatherlessness my... in the black child, yes. Right, because I'm actually looking at page 198 now. Like, I'm looking at the cat. I'm, I'm looking at the subcategories and the pages that they're on. So yeah, that's fine. Okay. So right before fatherlessness and the black child. Perfect. So readers, we're at chapter eight, the socialization process, page 198. So when we come back, we want to read from 198 to 210. And again, as always, we so appreciate you just listening in and willing to do the work because it is hard and we make a lot of mistakes and I don't think my my black man said something to me that hit home he said that Americans we are a Puritan society where we act as if we operate in code our code of ethic is doing everything that's 100% correct we all of our morals are intact which is the absolute opposite and there's no way that we can actually truly function in that world underneath the victims as victims of white supremacy racism so why do we, we even aspire? exactly so why do we aspire to be that so don't expect to be perfect during this journey as well but you know why we aspire to be that because we are victims of white supremacy and the white supremacists told us that we supposed to aspire to be this because they threw that damn bible at us and told us you're going to go to hell if you don't do this yeah and they build this lifestyle into us that whatever whatever we do that is not highly favored by whatever so-called Europeans supposed to be watching over us, that, you know, it's just, it's, it brings about all destruction for self. Yeah. And we have so many different storylines. We have the storyline that we are, we were cursed as a people, so we had to go through slavery. Then we have the storyline that due to the propaganda that is, um, it just hasn't worked in our favor well. And in order for us to ensure we do not go back into slavery, we have to revolutionize ourselves. And then you just have the, the third category that's just unknowing, uncaring, and just existing. Um, so, And then the fourth category where no matter what we do, we many of us end up in jail. Yeah. Or dead. Or dead. For what? Whistling at a white woman? Exactly. And then that's a scary component, right? It's like, you know, can that happen to me? Because we all want to have this sense of self and um, an invincibility feeling going back to that Bible, which is a carbon copy of a carbon copy of a carbon copy. So you really never know what is truly the, the true virgin. But I authentically believe and it's been working in my favor for my 36 plus years on this this planet is that you are what you think. Mm-hmm. So you believe in longevity. You 
will have longevity. Um, not to say that works out for everyone, but I see that to work out in my life. And also, you live the life of what the elders laid out before you. So my mom and her mom, they essentially were good women. They did their best. They weren't perfect, but they did their best. I have a decent lifestyle because of the sacrifices they made to choose to do good, choose to be upright. Mm-hmm. I noticed that, you know, when there are those who do not choose to be upright and they do wrong, it tends to show up in the bloodline. The children are, you know, left astray or they wayward or something is going on. So what we choose, how we live, how we think, how we move is impactful. A hundred percent. So make sure that if you really want a life where you are breathing longevity into your children and you want them to survive this constant genocidal threat against us, that you're constantly breathing life into your babies you're not saying you know i'm so scared that he gonna just you know get killed you're 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 manifesting that Mm -hmm. know that he's protected know that she's protected i wish somebody would (laughs) honey because you know we come from the wish (laughs) (laughs) and also know what society is not to be a part of because Mm -hmm. my bernie mac just came to my mind had Birdie not, in my humble opinion, based on the research of Black Child Productions, brother, I love you and miss you wherever you are, and I hope you are safe. But based on that independent journalist work in Yashkara, um, Bernie Mac, he was a part of a world where he had to follow certain rules. And had he, because he decided not to follow those rules, it ended with his untimely demise. Hmm. So we have to stop aspiring to this fame. That whole movie, Pinocchio, it's a lot of truth to that movie. Mm-hmm. So all he wanted to do was a, be a real boy. He was real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was real already. He became real out of a puppet. What more do you want? And he decided to get approval from everyone else. And that search of approval or that level of status and fame had ultimately damn near led him to a life of disaster of course they still you know turned it into a happily ever after ending but we don't always get those happily ever after endings so i i'm so excited to work this journey on with you sister kahavia and i see us living a life of longevity and prosperity and health and wellness and peace because we're practicing it we believe in it and uh, as you listen to us, you know, check to see if our um, attitude about life serves us well or not. Because we damn sure ain't looking for no fame, no fortune mm-hmm. from our oppressors. And I think that's going to serve us well. Absolutely. We'll see. Yes. It's already serving us well because we ain't got the pressure of that bullshit. You damn sure don't. <laughs> Cause I don't care. Eddie, I got played the other day. I was wearing some. I was wearing some boat shoes. The guy called it. I got some shoes from Tar from Tarjay. <laughs> Very inexpensive. And I went to this um, turkey bowl, which is pretty much the the black men in my um, in my work and my job. They do this annual football game, and one of the brothers, he's well renowned in our. 
um, culture um, at work. And he approached me while videotaping the game and the audience. He approached me and before he videotaped me, he said, you know, you look good today up to your ankles. And I said, oh, okay. He was like, yeah, you should, you need to get some better kicks and then walked away laughing. And, you know, if had I not been equipped with the information that I know, I would have felt insulted. But instead, I looked at him like, damn shame, you want to belittle me because I'm not wearing European shoes at a higher level. I'm, I don't, I hate that I'm buying these shoes in the first place. So I get the cheapest of the cheapest that I can purchase. And you want to try to defame me or be, uh, and, and say that I'm less than because I choose to not wear whatever you deem to be dope. Right. And it's there. And I'm sure it's not a list of black owned businesses, um, apparel. I'm sure. So, you know, we have, we have those moments. And when you have those moments, you should be standing in there in the light of, of knowing that I am not a part of the, the, the sheep. I know much more, and that pressure is off. Because I, like I, like Sister Kahawia said, we don't have that pressure. That would have destroyed my whole day, mm-hmm. and I believed it. I would have been self checking so instead I would laugh at him and kept him moving, kept him pushing because I know who I am. So continue to do the research. It's not I just listen. Well, that's your opinion, <laughs> right? I didn't even give me a chance to respond. <laughs> Did he even give me a chance to respond? He said that and walked away like he was. He was hoping that I felt some kind of way. And I didn't. And, and now, any if I ever do see him again, I'm not going to give him any attention. Don't. At all. Mm. And I, will, I plan to check him on that because you the problem. You and your, how old is you? I feel like I'm on the playground again. Mm. Are you kidding me? I try to tell my baby all the time, do not be so happy and cool with somebody based on what they have. That's not who they are. No. You're playing with a demon. Not even knowing. Honey. Yes, brothers and sisters, that is it for today. Be well, be at peace. And until then, lady y'all. I don't love you as hard as I do because I'm lonely. I love you so hard because I'm ready. Ready to love you in ways that'll show you I've grown into a woman capable of loving who you are. Ready to be enthused about being focused. Ready to bring forth life and peace in an effort to soothe chaos. I love you so hard because there's no other way to tend to your heart. No other way to nourish your soul than to feed it with the passion rooted deeply within me. My love, I'm ready.